This is Father Jacob Bertrand Jancic. This is Father Joseph Anthony Kress. Welcome to Godsplaining. Thanks to all those who support us. If you enjoy the show, please consider making a monthly donation on Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to Godsplaining wherever you listen to your podcasts. Father Joseph Anthony, here we are. Let's crack a lack and let's roll. Just, just a lot of sunlight in my face right now and not much oh. I can do about it. It's uh, Anytime my my students say, or like the missionaries and students say sometimes when I walk out in direct sunlight and just like all the white starts bouncing off the habit and the sunlight, they're like, oh, Father, you transfiguring right now. You just transfiguring. I was that's like, how that's, they talk at UVA? Yeah, well, that's how I hear it in my head. So, I see. you know, I see. I don't know if okay. they actually say it that way, but those are the words that they say. And so looking at you right now, Father Jacob Bertrand, you transfiguring. Thank you. I remember we record this is like <laughs> early days recorded a guest episode. Gosh, I can see her face, but I can't remember her name. Oh, well, um, and there was like crazy light in the off from my office before we had like our studio set up mm -hmm. coming in. Mm -hmm. And someone like a fan of the show drew these like kind of they weren't watercolors but they kind of looked like watercolor kind of paintings do you remember this was like this was like wow. two plus years ago at least and mine was just like everybody had like kind of cool things like because father patrick had like studied french he was like wearing a beret and had like a baguette and i didn't have anything cool it's just like bright light in my you know like that was like the cool thing i don't think me. i got one of those i don't remember mine well we didn't get them individually um i never saw I, this i didn't know this happened <laughs> can't see well i don't know we'll have to dig wow. them up we'll have to okay. dig them up but anyways i feel like that's that's where i am again with with the light so the bright sunlight whatever yeah yeah we'll we'll <laughs> we'll make it make it through um oh there goes the sun so cool all right here we are right on this cue is, right I on know, cue right? uh this is what we're getting into like gosh this sunday is the 6th sunday of yep, Easter, yep. which is nuts. Um, so we're cruising through our bonus mm -hmm. episodes on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Here, actually, in, in the Diocese of Manchester, we still celebrate Ascension Thursday in the way Jesus intended it to be celebrated okay. on Thursday, not transferred mm -hmm. to Sunday. So we have that coming up this week in, in the sixth week of Easter, which is kind of cool. Um, nice. But that's kind of it. Yeah, we're just like mm -hmm. rolling through Easter. It's nuts that it's Easter season's almost done. But that means that we are getting closer to finishing our bonus content this Easter season. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the penultimate gift of the Holy Spirit, uh, the gift of piety. So if you've been following along, I'm sure that you've kind of gotten the spiel at the beginning of, of these episodes on the gifts of the Holy Spirit about what they are and what they aren't. But we're just going to recap real quick to start us off, and then we'll talk about the gift in particular and spend a little time talking about how the gift of piety is differentiated from the virtue of piety. Um, how the mm -hmm. that'll, that'll largely be like how the gifts and virtues are differentiated, differentiated anyways, at least in general, but then we'll talk about that particular. And then towards the end, we'll, we'll talk about the sort of practicals of, well, how does this gift... Um, influence change what mm -hmm. augment adjust how how we how we change how we yeah, live. How it affects our our actual living out and it's not just an abstract idea or or anything like that but this actually affects real life real interactions um and our real sanctification at the same time so it's not it's not fiction and it's not uh anything where it's an abstract idealism but this is there's a real practical uh import to it sure of course yeah yeah mm -hmm. okay so recap we're in the sixth gift the second gift of 
the sort of practical virtues, will. the the will, that's right. So the first four that we covered and are generally in this order of wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Well, I guess we did knowledge second, but anyways, we'll lump them together. I just don't remember the exact order that the episodes are posted. So wisdom, understanding, counsel, and knowledge are the four gifts of the Holy Spirit. I might have just said virtues, but the four gifts of the Holy Spirit that I didn't, I'm good, I'm golden, that, um, that pertain to the intellect, that form, shape, move the intellect, inspire the intellect. The remaining three, fortitude, piety, which we're on today, and fear of the Lord pertain to the will, move the will. Um, so these are these are the seven, the seven gifts. Someone asked me the other day if I could name this. We had confirmation last uh, Saturday, Ooh. and someone asked if I could name the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. I was like, yeah, I can back off. And I named them. And they're like, what about the seven fruits of the Holy Spirit? I was like, mm, I got two. So <laughs> I got a little work to do. Uh, that's all right. Citrus, but we're not talking about the lemons, fruits. That's limes, right. yeah, oranges, exactly. pineapple. Um, I love mm, fruit, man. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, Citruses were so good. They are nice, yeah, but it's not time. Those are winter fruits. That we're that could be around. our next our next series is the seven fruits of the Holy Spirit, and then pair them up with like you know real fruits that you would find in a grocery store. I'm just going to let that like sit. an orange. No, that no, all right, I'll work on that later. We got a yeah, full. I've got another year to deal with that. I'll work yeah, something that's out. Right. So. Uh, Y'all should know or remember, or maybe you're hearing it for the first time, that we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit, all seven in our baptism, and they're strengthened mm -hmm. in confirmation when we receive, when we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. So at confirmation, the, the words of, of um, the sacrament, the, the, the form, um, mm -hmm. what the bishop says, or the priest if he's delegated, what the bishop says is be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, so the, uh, the, 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 I was going to say the confirmative graces right can you say that i've heard baptism i like graces. that phrase yeah let's confirm the confirmative graces. graces i like uh, they that. they fulfill in a way mm -hmm. they complete the baptismal graces that we receive when we're when we're young so the sacrament of confirmation perfectly binds or more perfectly binds the person to the church to the body of christ to christ so um that's kind of what we think what what was um, sometimes we think of confirmation and these gifts that come with it as a sort of like graduation from like CCD or religious set or yeah, whatever, but absolutely. Um, it, back in the good old days, I don't know if that's even a real thing. We used to look at one is confirmed to be a soldier of Christ, like to witness mm -hmm. to Christ. And if we think of the gifts in these sort of terms of that, they shape us to witness, to be a soldier, to be, um, the, you know, the word martyr is just one witness, you know, a witness of the truth of the gospel. We can see how these gifts shape our lives and, and conform and solidify the graces of baptism. Okay, fine enough. That's all the gifts. So let's yeah. talk about piety, sometimes called reverence, but I think almost mm -hmm. always called piety, right? I've never yeah. really heard it called reverence, except in some weird places, but well, I, I think people will refer to it as reverence because like piety seems like this antiquated word that nobody really knows. And they're like, uh, it's like reverence. So maybe but piety it should be called piety let's just yeah. call it what it is okay yeah that's better um so let's talk about the gift of piety and or mm -hmm. reverence uh father Josephine, do you have anything to say about what it is yes. get us started so when we are talking about the difference between the gifts and the virtues um one of the things that we talk about virtues is that you know, the vast majority of time we're talking about a stable disposition to the good, which is an acquired virtue. So this is the result of human action to kind of habituate yourself to this stable disposition and whatnot. The gifts actually denote 
the fact that they are given by a giver. So the source of the gift is different than what a virtue is. And the source of the gift is God himself, who's giving the gift uh, of his spirit that we are, you know, seeing the seven specific gifts. But as their very title called gift, they're denoting the giver, uh, God himself. So this is where we start to see there actually sometimes is confusion with this specific gift of the Holy Spirit because there is a specific virtue that is also called piety. So that's where there's sometimes some confusion about the gift of piety versus the virtue of piety in that sense. Um, I'm drawing a lot right now from the book called The Sanctifier uh, by Archbishop Martinez, which is a beautiful book on the entirety of the Holy Spirit. Um, so that's where, you know, I, he just has this beautiful spiritual, um, writing that he starts to, this entire book is, is focused on the Holy Spirit. And what Martinez begins to talk about is the virtue of, um, piety, which is about, um, giving another their due. It's falling underneath the virtue of justice and piety is rendering to God his due, right? So it's rendering God uh, what is due to him in honor and reverence and all these other things. So I'm going to look at this real, real quick here. It talks about the difference between uh, the virtue and the gift of piety. And Martina says, the virtue of piety beholds God as sovereign, right? Returning to God his due because he is sovereign. He is God. He is the deity, um, the creator in that sense. But the gift of piety sees him as father. And that's what I love is that this gift of piety is a gift of God himself to us so that we can see him not just as sovereign, not just as this authority, uh, not just as this um, kind of other that is powerful, but that we see God as father. And this is what the Holy Spirit does, right? He helps to... I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit's mission is to unite us to the second person of the Trinity. As the second person of the Trinity looks at the look at looks at the Father and receives the the gaze of the Father, but it does so by helping us to see God not just as sovereign, but to see Him as Father. So there is a very heavy kind of like filial adoption sense in the gift of piety, that beginning with our baptism, that we said all these gifts start in that we are made adopted sons and daughters of God. It's specifically the gift of piety that helps to strengthen that, helps to further that, that helps to confirm that, that we are constantly seeing God, not just as a king, not just as a ruler, not just as an authority, but actually we see him as a loving father. And it's the gift of piety that initiates that role within our lives. Yeah, and if we see the sort of, um, like the the, the impetus you could talk about of what moves the virtue of piety versus what moves the gift of piety. Um, the virtue of piety is, you know, it's moved by us. I mean, God is always the first mover. So I'm not saying that we get to oh, decide yeah. when we get to exercise, you know, it's a graced movement, but it's, it pertains to what is human in us. You know, it moves mm -hmm. us to be in a sort of human way. Whereas Father Joseph Anthony was, was clarifying that the gift of piety is, is just that it's just, it's given, you know, and if by the by God, by by the Holy Spirit, and it moves us to a deep sense of reverence. And this is this is why I don't like calling it a gift of reverence because I think piety moves us to reverence. Uh, -huh. uh you know, so it's it's kind of mm -hmm. whatever it's semantics, but I think it's helpful to understand. You know, it moves us to a great reverence, respect of God, and His Church, the body, 
of -hmm. Christ Mm -hmm. and those things that kind of flow from it. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. So, um, but it moves us to, to come before God with a sense of humility, trust, love, all of those, um, all of those, what those sort of characteristics or dispositions that one um, has in approaching, in approaching a father, you know, um, in approaching that fatherly mercy. What do we hear in scripture, right? That no one can cry out Abba father, except in the Holy spirit. Like, yeah. This is it. Like, this is why, yeah. because it's in the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we're able to see God as Father. Um, you know, there, there was never that, like, kind of concept, that that idea um, that we could, I mean, this is what shocked the um, the crowds and ultimately kind of led to the death of Jesus is the fact that he referred to God as his Father. And yet we receive that same Spirit. So, it's really cool to like see those kind of things happen in scripture see those things happen in the Lord's life. But then actually when we get into making these types of distinctions with the Holy spirit to say like, Oh, that's actually, we receive that. Like I, that's ours as well. That I've received his spirit to do just as Jesus did and to call God, my father. That's a unique gift. That's not an accident. That's not just a pious kind of platitude that, you know, is, is poetic in a sense that makes us no. this is actually a unique and almost revolutionizing thing that we've received the Holy Spirit so that we can call God our father. And that's exciting in my eyes. Yeah. Like that's, that's what makes Christianity different and beautiful. Yeah. It's the, um, you know, it's also the reason why you know in virtue of our baptism we're able to even pray the our father mm-hmm. uh why you know it's it's because we've been adopted adopted sons and daughters of of god the most high through our baptism and strengthened in confirmation um here really that's it so it's it's kind of awesome so one of the things too is um in in scholastic and medieval theology they're one of i guess a a a characteristic of of that era of theology was mm-hmm. uh, a lot of like linking together of different things um, of, you know, looking at how the virtues map onto the Beatitudes and, you know, like, or the that kind of thing. Right, right, right. One of the things that St. Thomas does is he, he links or he connects or corresponds the gifts of the Holy Spirit to the, to the cardinal or the capital virtues. So faith, hope, mm-hmm. and love, prudence, justice, temperance, fortitude. And, and St. Thomas's mind, if you care to look this up in the Summa, it's in the um, Secunda Secunde where he does all the moral theology. But um, he talks about how the gift of piety and Father Joseph Anthony already mentioned this, but the, how the, um, the gift uh, of piety or reference corresponds to the virtue of justice. And the reason for that is that the virtue of piety, or sorry, the gift of piety helps perfect our worship of God the Father. And the virtue of worship is uh, pertains to the virtue of justice. The virtue of religion is uh, falls under the larger virtue of justice. Why? Well, because justice is rendering simply, the definition of justice is to render another his due. You know, so if you think of like, well, you get in a car accident, what is the, when justice is meted out? Well, you you have to pay, if, if it's your fault, you pay to repair the other person's car. You don't pay more, you don't pay less, it's another person's due. And we could talk about what is due to people, what are people's rights, if you want to use kind of a modern whatever, but what is God's due? Worship, adoration, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. glorification. So you see how, you know, that, that then religious fall, religion, the virtue of religion falls under justice and how the gift of piety helps moved by God, moved by the Holy Spirit, confirmed through that sacrament, helps us to worship 
God, to be reverent towards God, and not just God, but you know, also the church, the body of Christ, um, and and all of those things that flow from. So we see here this. Um, sometimes people criticize right these sort of medieval kind of like let's link everything together and map things on as as a sort of like I don't know excess or whatever but you see as when these when these connections are made just that the kind of the beautiful connections of all these yeah. gifts that our lord is giving us to be with him well it's funny that you say that it's like yeah that's it was actually a a beautiful i don't know hallmark if you want to call it like scholastic theology to kind of constantly be connecting these things so you know let's look at the beatitudes and the gifts of the holy spirit and all these other things and see the parallels in it and sometimes that can be kind of um critiqued because they're like oh you're forcing it to like match and you're forcing it in this way but i think we live in a very fragmented society that everything is so hyper specialized and there's no like a kind of integrated form of study to say like oh actually we can look at scripture and see these things and how it integrates into a virtuous life and the structure of the virtues and so we can connect the, the dogmatic gifts of the holy spirit with the scriptural beatitudes with the moral virtues and see all of these parallels that was very natural in a scholastic form. And I think for us, because we live in a society that is so hyper-specialized and you have your specialization, but you don't think about anything else, and we've lost some of that. So at first look, it may think like, oh, you're just forcing these things, but it's like, no, 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 no. There's a beautiful, um, I don't know, integrity that we yeah. see in this way. Yeah, and that's a good can, way to put it. We might kind of benefit from some of that right now. So I'm a big fan of doing it. Yeah, and I think a way to think about this here too, because we think justice as this sort of cold sterile. You know, you can like think of is it Lady Justice that you see in like, like courtrooms, blindfold and in the scales, brr. right? That, yeah, that's the noise um, that, I think she makes all the time. Which maybe scales. Yeah. yeah, she might do that. You and your like interpretation <laughs> of how people speak, it's it's you're really on today. It's great. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's really um, Just as a quick little insight, what's happening on in this little yeah, we, uh, noggin of mine. We're going to back away from that quickly. Uh, <laughs> one of the one of the things I think justice can also, we can think of justice as kind of a, a bad thing, like leaves a bad taste in our mouth. And um, or even that like, you know, the, sometimes the church kind of conveys a sort of duty of worship. Like I have to go to mass on Sunday. And in a sense, yeah, you do. Like that's that's just what it is. That's what it means to be a Christian and a Catholic. But there, there's... You talk about obligations, my Sunday obligation. And yeah, like but, I mean, and like, you are obligated and there's a yeah. beauty to like your life being conformed to that. But there's also a richness to this reality and the, the gift of piety mm -hmm. This of moves from just sort of the... The, the sort of sense of duty that like I must do this to a mm -hmm. desire, to a sense of desire, wanting to worship God, wanting to serve God, wanting to serve neighbor and that sort of thing. So um, in the same, in a similar way, not the same way, but a similar way where we move from what we would call like uh, when we talk about fear of the Lord, this is definitely for another episode, but when we move from servile fear, the fear of like a servant to filial fear, the, the sort of mm -hmm. awe struck fear of a son or a daughter before the father, um, not one that like you cower in the corner and afraid, but one where it's just like, you know, before the awesome God, you know, in the same way, I think piety mm -hmm. moved by the Holy Spirit moves us with respect, with respect to reverence and worship from a sort of like duty, moral bound obligation to something that we also want to do we want to enter into we yeah. want to be part of um so i think there's a real there's a real beauty to that that we're not made just to like fulfill a checklist but we're made to like want god you know mm -hmm. which is 
which is a good thing. And that's what you were talking about too, Father, at the beginning or towards the beginning, the, how the gift of piety really forms us and connects us to God, the father, not simply a, yeah. a removed sovereign deity, but God, the father, you know? So why don't we talk about some practicals and like piety Ooh. and practice, pro, you know, the practicals of piety. I don't know. I think uh, we can, we can talk about more categories, but maybe four quick ones. Um, and if there are more that come to mind, these are at least mine that I think I want to, I think we should touch okay. on, but like piety and practice, piety practicals with respect to God, we've mentioned God, obviously, uh, church, but I also think myself and others, how does this like then form mm -hmm, mm -hmm. living well with me and other myself and others. So, um, yeah, some sort of how, how does the gift of piety then with respect to God, we've talked about religion and stuff and desire and how does it how does it form the sort of practice? How do I live with that gift mm -hmm. and respond to that gift of the Holy Spirit? Um, I think there's an interesting thing because we've been talking about how the gift of piety really helps us to see God as our father and move us away from, like you said, that kind of impersonal deity that's a force or, you know, just, you know, speak things into the universe and let them happen and manifest and whatever. But like, no, but God is our father and it's a gift of piety that helps us. But in doing so, we also see the, the unity of each other as brothers and sisters that have the same eternal father. And so there's this actually really beautiful element that the gift of piety, yes, it helps us to see God as our father, but it helps to see each other as brothers and sisters. So there's a growth in fraternity that takes place when we grow in this gift of piety. When we have an increase of the gift of piety, we start to see each other as brothers and sisters, right? And so I think that's a really important thing that um, this gift of piety isn't just like a very narrow blinder vision that's like oh it helps me see god as father and that's its purpose that's what it does but the overflow of that then is to see each other as brothers and sisters because we share the same eternal father so there's an increase in piety when there's an increase of piety there's an increase of fraternity in this world and union of uh brothers and sisters which i think is uh really important um i i forget where I read this or it, a video that I heard, and it was something that just was a total throwaway line, but has really stuck with me is that the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us, right? The only prayer that he taught us, the Our Father, um, begins with the first person plural, Our Father. It's, it's a prayer that reinforces our union together as brothers and sisters praying to the Father. This isn't just a um, first-person singular individual prayer. This is a communal prayer of the body of Christ, of the sons and daughters of God. It's built upon our baptism. And that those very, very opening words, the fact that it's first-person plural in that way, says our Father um, is emphasizing this fraternal element. So when we talk about piety and practice, I think the first thing I would encourage is to devoutly pray the Lord's Prayer devoutly pray the Our Father and reemphasize that, yes, this is about God as a father, but about each other as brothers and sisters in that sense. Yeah, I think there's, as you're talking, what's coming to mind in this sort of relationship is, is just that, the relationship and sort of the hierarchy that is, um, that is present in our, in our living with God in the church mm -hmm. and other people, you know, when to like, to love well, we first have to love God because it's God who gives us the gift, the, the ability to love. And in loving him, we're able to love yeah. others 
in turn and better. Um, when so we sort of what, step first away letter from, of John that says we love because he first loved us. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's true with with the gift of piety here that when we give when we're moved by the Holy Spirit to um, to worship God to reverence God um, we do so through the church. This is how Christ left. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. left what like the setup as it were that we might encounter him and god the father it's through the church sometimes i yeah. actually this was from another friar not one of the, not one of us on the podcast but another friar of our province um said this once and i was like really kind of struck by it and have thought about it and i think he's right and he was preaching on something and he he was kind of disabusing this crowd of the idea that god wants a personal <laughs> this idea that god wants a personal relationship with you um mm. Not in the sense that that's, that's not true, but but it's actually it's it's there. There's a good sort of um, what not clarification. There's a good qualification there. It's mm. through his church. God wants a personal relationship with you through the church, not mm -hmm. just on your own. You know, mm. it's through the sacramental graces, through the Eucharist, yeah, through yeah, the sacrament yeah. of penance, through the graces of baptism, through the. Um, what did I say earlier? I was going to say that baptismal um, confirm it. Confirmative, confirmative graces. graces. Yeah. It's through yeah. the church that God wants a relationship with you and only yeah, that. That's awesome. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's not as if like, uh, and you know, what will I say? I'll just say this, that, that, that piety doesn't just go to God, the father, but it also goes to Christ and the body of Christ and the way that yeah. we approach and talk about and live in the church. And then that also flows as father Joseph Anthony was saying to the other members of the body of Christ. But I also think to, to ourselves, right? And it's not like, let me worship myself and others, but it's yeah. let me see others and give, this is, this is a bit of a stretch, but I think it's true. Um, you know, but there, there is a sort of reverence we give to all of creation, including ourselves because of, of it being part of God's creation and because as mm -hmm. men and women were made in God's image. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying we're do the same piety as, as God, but you can see that like, well, why are we instructed to love others as Christ has loved us? Well, because of the dignity of who each of us are. And this, this is fed by our piety to God. One thing, so this, that's not terribly practical, but I'll say this last little practical point. One thing that I often encourage people here, because the gift of piety ought to increase our desire to worship, our mm -hmm. desire to be with mm -hmm. God. You know, a lot, a lot, a lot in the confessional I hear, um, and I've experienced this in my own life, a sort of dryness in prayer. I'm sure a lot yeah. of you listening can experience that too. You know, like, um, you know, like I just don't pray, you know, I'm negligent in my prayer. That's often in various ways, something that people bring to the confessional or less of a, a sort of sinful thing, uh, but like prayer is just dry. It's boring. I don't know. So mm -hmm. I often encourage people, whether it's with prayer or patience or love or whatever, rather than simply asking God, like, Lord, help me pray better or help me be more patient, which is a good thing to ask, but to ask the spirit to, for the desire for that thing, yes. Lord, help me want yes. to pray, help me want uh -huh. to be patient. We're moved by our desires. Um, God wants to perfect those desires, but you know, it's also easier to do things we want. So I think here in the practical realm, like, Lord, help me want to give you due reverence. Help me want mm -hmm. to worship you. Help me want to desire you, your church, all of these things. I think it's a, it's a really helpful prayer I find. So that's a little practical mm -hmm. tip and it can be applied across the board and blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, that's what I have yeah. for a practical tip. <laughs> I, I mean, I think getting to the other thing, the, I mentioned that book um, by Martinez earlier, Sanctifier. And like one of the things that that book really helped me is like, I've heard these things before, but for some reason it took this book to like really like be the epiphany. But it's like 
the entire purpose of the Holy Spirit is to unite us to the Son as the Son looks at the Father and receives the gaze of the Father. And like for that, like that just broke open the entire mystery of the Trinity is like, oh my gosh, absolutely. This is the whole purpose of it. And this makes sense then. And so, yes, let's actually talk to the Holy Spirit then. Let's let's ask and beseech him, increase these gifts. Why? So that we're more perfectly united to the Son, right? And in that, we're uh, in that um, beautiful relationship of, of receiving love and giving love to the Father in that way. Um, so it really kind of cracks open the entirety of the mystery of the Trinity in that sense. And, you know, for us, it's it's really the work of the Holy Spirit that makes that happen. That's what's begun at baptism. That's what's, uh, you know, completed in confirmation. And then from every day henceforth is intensified with this constant turning to the Holy Spirit, you know, and increase your gifts in us. And living a life of the Spirit is nothing other than living in union with Jesus as he stands in the presence of the Father and, and loves him and receives the Father's paternal love in eternity that's awesome like sign me up let's go like I, I don't know so as far as like just practicals it's just like not to be afraid to live a life in the spirit and say like this is what we're going for um and to see you know once again seeing the kind of integrity and in how it's all connected together and not just this highly specified highly you know um individualized experience but it's all tied together yeah the holy spirit ought not be the awkward third wheel of god in our lives <laughs> so uh we ought to pray to the holy spirit it's not like especially with uh, yeah, pentecost coming you know that we ought, to, we ought to pray so don't be shy oh my god prayer and ask for the ah, the spirit holy spirit's gifts, gonna so. rain down just, amen mm, that's oof, right rain down give me some spirit spirit okay let's go all right we're gonna we're gonna stop before it gets out of hand so that's yeah, what we have for wait. you on what? Oh, no. Go ahead. Finish your I was going to say, just wait till the next time that Father Gregory and I have to uh, film another Holy Spirit episode, and we're just going to go all, uh, you know, old school praise and worship jams. So It'll noted. Praise and worship karaoke not... uh, episode with yeah. yours truly okay. and Father Gregory. He'll be I'll the only be one sure. singing. I'll, I'll just be sure mute my not microphone. to schedule you two together. We'll avoid. We'll avoid that. So don't do yeah, that. There's the face. Why would you okay. do that? Do that. <laughs> all right. Anyways. Have fun. Here we are wrapping up Gifts of the Holy Spirit Easter season. So stay tuned for one more uh, bonus episode next week on the last gift of the Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening to this episode of God's Planning. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like, subscribe, leave a five-star review. All of that's super helpful for us. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can do that through Patreon. Follow the link below in the description. You can also follow the links in the description to shop God's Planning merch and to get information on our upcoming God's planning retreats and events, including our summer retreats and um, those things coming up, I guess, and early fall. So check out godsplaining.org to get all that information. Again, thanks so much for tuning in. Please pray for us. We're praying for you. And until next time, God bless. Mm -hmm.